difficult with this no, no tea roll in the room. But I did. I did knock, knock a cup of coffee over. It was only me. <laughs> <laughs> I do blame Roy, though. Well, the community is, I suppose, is like anybody else. It's, it's, a, it's a crowd of people all trying to do the same thing and keep head above water these days, and that's, that's probably about it, you know, really. Community means to me um, being nice to one another and doing things together and helping one another and not having wars, basically. A group of people that come together for common interest, uh, shared hobbies. It doesn't necessarily always mean geographical community. Well, you can't do nothing without the community. <laughs> so true, you can't do anything without the community. <laughs> I mean, community for us is really, really important as artists because that's how our practice operates. We're really interested in making work that isn't about an artist produces something and pushes it out into the world. We're really interested in how work kind of is made so that the work is changed and takes on a new life when it's kind of activated by people. My name's Ben White, I'm an artist and one half of Open Music Archive, an artist project which collects and distributes out of copyright material, mainly sound recordings, sometimes film. As artists, we're really interested in working with archive material, so we found ourselves coming up against copyright quite a lot. They're stealing the copyright and paying no money for it. They're playing records that musicians have recorded and giving them no money for it. So we started to think about what we could do if we worked within the public domain. My name's Helen Vaviora. I'm the director of Castlefield Gallery and we're based in Manchester. Castlefield Gallery, well, we were established in 1984 by artists who were graduates of Manchester School of Art. So we've been part of the cultural fabric of the city for nearly 35 years. We were the first public contemporary art gallery to have opened in Manchester dedicated to the visual arts. But we're not just the gallery. We also commission and support new work to be made that's shown either in the public realm or in off-site spaces. The Open Music Archive Commission that Castlefield Gallery is currently working on is um, a collaborative commission called Everything I Have Is Yours. And it's what you might call a process-based commission where Open Music Archive as artists are working directly with a tight group of older musicians. I was watching my granddad play music a lot because he was a, a banjo player in the East End of London and that inspired me to take up the clarinet which I took up when I was 11 in 1960. Saxophones were £50, second-hand ones, and clarinets were £20 and I couldn't afford the saxophone, I really wanted one. And then it wasn't till I was 19 that I got a saxophone and then that was my dream come true Then I never picked up the clarinet again. The commission is going to be a major moving image and sound artwork that explores the first decade of the UK charts. Shaped by contributions of what we're calling the original teenagers who are the main protagonists in the film. 
I was expelled from school when I was 13 and um, I just hated everything to do with anything, really, <laughs> like you're meant to do when you're a teenager. Like most teenagers, a bit wild and, you know, enjoyed life. If I hear the music playing the jukebox, I just push the bar door and go underneath looking. <laughs> As a teenager, I was uh, a bit of a rebel, hated school. But when I saw a saxophone, I thought, yeah, that was it. <laughs> All the things you say, we, we, we say the same things. Exactly, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your show, as usual, was based on the best-selling records in Britain as published by the New Musical Express. And top 20 tuners, it was great to have had your company, whether at home or on the highway. Thanks for tuning my way. But in the 50s, it was a time of rebellion, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Austerity from the war had just about finished. Mm, that's right, yeah. I think it was a time when teenagers sort of let loose and people coming back from the war had seen so many oh, bad yeah, things yeah. and all the rest of it that they let loose as well to an extent. And I think, you know, and I think that's where we have, we found a lot of freedom, yeah. I think, in that, didn't Absolutely. we? Lads? It's like a pressure valve being released after the war, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly it, I think, yeah. Tony's coming down today, isn't he? Do you know Tony Chess? <laughs> yeah, you do? Yeah, I went round Belgium Tony with Tony in the, in the 70s. Yeah. What's he doing? He's a drummer. They might be ex-band members, individual musicians, vocalists. Well, we knew of each other in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, we've worked together before. Um, I mean, it's a long time to be going, so, you know. But... Um, we've actually formed basically a family. It's been great. So bringing these older people, these older musicians together as a jam to play together and interact with digital technology that the artists have developed that recalls and introduces archive sounds that the artists have put together. So it's kind of taking the sounds from the 50s Mm. All these different elements, the melodies, these different kind of specific yeah. sonic qualities of the 50s, but then kind of bringing it into digital production mm. where it's about loops and sampling. And yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's something I don't know much about, so I'm quite fascinated by it all. Yeah. As the older musicians are playing and jamming, their actual actions, um, the sounds that they're making, trigger the archive, the digital technology that the artists have developed. In a way, the musicians are jamming and playing with each other, but they're also jamming and playing and interacting and controlling, to a degree, the sounds from the past. So today we're at Salford University at the Media City campus and we are rehearsing for Everything I Have Is Yours. We're looking at the period between 1952 and 1962. 1952 is the first top ten chart uh, and 1962 is the last year that recorded material is in the public domain before 1963 where copyright and sound recordings kicks in.
the charts from that period. Uh, they're really strange in a way because it's kind of before the period of music that we all know about. The charts are, are full of jazz and soft opera. Rock music starts to creep in towards the end of the 50s. The sound of that period is the sound of a kind of generation forming, I think. And the reason we're interested in working with older musicians from that period, people who were playing at that time, is we're really fascinated by the idea that, you know, they have lived experience of this material. It's in their muscle memory in a way, so they can kind of recall the beats, the rhythms, the melodies, the chords, the specific sounds from that period. My name's Mike Farmer and I play saxophone. Well, in those days, um, if you're playing jazz, you had to sit in and learn the tunes, make a fool of yourself, because there were a lot of very good players. My name is Tony Chess. I mess around with the drums. Unless <laughs> all my life I've been in playing percussion, Back home, we make our own guitar out of bamboo, make the drums ourselves. And that was... Um... Betty? Yes, I... <laughs> I'm Roy Rigby, and I play guitar. Let's see, I was about eight when I started, and I'm 72 now, so you work it out. <laughs> Everything we do, certainly everything I do as an artist, builds on what's come before. And I think for us, this idea of originality in art and originality in any kind of field is a kind of fiction, really. Nothing is ever truly original. So in a sense, that's what this project, Everything I Have Is Yours, is all about. It's about kind of building on and working with a previous generation. Yeah. They had a big dance hall, they had... Yeah. Theatres, you know. And the Lake Hotel at the end, then. Yeah, I played there once. Yeah. yeah. Lake Hotel. Right, should we um, do something? Okay. Mm. I'll just check if we're... We'll check if we're waiting on anyone else in that time. So the commission for everything I have is yours. It's made up of two parts, essentially. As well as the commission and the main protagonist we want to engage more directly a larger group of older people from across Greater Manchester <laughs> running alongside a main commission process we've got a wider outreach and engagement program being led by an artist called Liz Viviora yeah, yeah, I'll sign your name in. My name is Liz Viviora. I'm the engagement and audience development producer for this current project, Everything I Have Is Yours, and I'm a photographer and I make videos as well. Liz is going to give us some idea what's yes. going to happen yeah. this afternoon. We're here today at the Cross Acres Community Centre, which is an age concern centre. They've got an amazing knitting and crocheting group who have very kindly agreed to take part in this project. I've done, I don't know how many jumpers I've done, but I nearly a hundred. 
So the agenda for the day, we're going to have a resident DJ, Jed. He's going to be playing some tunes. It's my hobby music, so I do collect records and CDs still. And my flat's getting a bit overrun. I think I'll have to have a boot sale or something one day and have a clear out. He will do play requests if you ask him nicely. I don't like rap. I like most music apart from rap and heavy metal. Anything else with a bit of a tune to it, I don't mind. But a lot of the modern ones, there's no hook to it to sort of sing along, is it? I'm Jed Reek and I live in Ancoats in Manchester. I'm known as an age-friendly DJ, so I travel around the various uh, housing schemes providing music for the more mature person. So I've got a two-hour show now. Jed's Lucky Dip Show, North Manchester FM 106.6. Think of the Battle of Hastings, 1066. Yes, I've got the time right and you've heard right. It's a Jed's Lucky Dip Show now on Mondays with a new time slot, two till four. Seems strange coming in an hour earlier, but I'm sure we'll get used to it. And today is a landmark for Jed as well. Mm. Oh, remember you had a go, didn't you, last time? I'm hoping you'll let me have another go. She really liked it. Most of the people who I play the music for, the music rings a bell usually. Some people who are not very nimble or can't, you know, stand to that sort of chair dance, which a lot of people do. <laughs> you can see them moving. I mean, any kind of movements, you know, good for people, you know, just to keep them mobile and that, you know, moving their arms and legs about. Yeah, so I'm not bothered whether they actually get up or not, as long as they look as though they're enjoying them themselves. But just for those two hours, it really brings out the youth in them again. Oh, I love this record. You turn this end up. I used to live in Stockport all my life until about four years ago. Before then, my wife was uh, sadly taken into a care home, so I moved to Manchester to be nearer my daughter. So where were you originally from? Stockport. Yeah, oh, so no. no, I'm still a foreigner, though. They think, they think I'm a bit posh. I don't know why. I'm not posh. <laughs> Far from it. But I think it's because I haven't got a Mank accent or anything. Else. And I joined uh, Miles Platting Age Friendly. And I uh, luckily got a grant for my disco equipment. Yeah, the setup is uh, a proper disco outfit. It's got a homemade table here with lights attached. Also a twin CD player with various... Today I'm providing music. Uh, I have record lists of the hit parade from 1952 up to 1963, I think it is. Right. Uh, this is a request uh, for a novelty song. From everybody remember Guy Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, you'll know this one then. She wears red feathers. Yeah, I'm joining in, playing the music. They've got lists to tick off as well. And they're putting a tick or their initial by the tracks that they remember or would like to hear again. And I'll try and do it for them during the course of the couple of hours as far as I can. Well, your ears burning just then. I said, we've got a first request in from Leslie. Yeah, and there's going to be some more activities as well. I think the screen printing. Right, so I'm going to start doing some screen printing now because we're a little bit short on space. It'd be better if I just work with one person at a time. It only takes a few minutes. If you want to go printing, what you need to do is grab a tote bag. Do you want to 
Screen printed um, a record label, Laurie Records. It's not the one that I remember, but uh, I think it was American. Yeah. A maze, like a maze, and it's Decca Records, 45, um, the old 45s, the vinyls, and um, it's in pink. And it's a bit faded in parts, but I like it because it makes it look old. I've got pink on my nose. <laughs> I've got it all over my nose as well. <laughs> I painted um, a finger, a hand finger, on the bag in navy blue. It's come out beautiful. I'm going to have the other side and for me, I always prefer working with older communities when I do projects like this because it's about reanimating social history and culture and actually they're the best place to do so. If Art has always been or has always tried to be relevant to society and in order for the gallery institutions to be relevant to society now they need to be having those conversations with society not showcasing merely representations by a single voice if you work with communities directly then you create multiple voices or multiple opinions and you get much richer content as a result everyone has something in them that's creative and it's just about bringing that out in other people I think uh, schemes like this benefit uh, people who are more mature because it gets them out socialising and it improves your well-being and your physical and emotional state as well. You get out meeting people and talking and getting together. Just before you all disappear, have you enjoyed it this afternoon? Yay! Yay! Enjoyed the mixture of music. Thank you, You're welcome. I have had a really nice time. Yeah, I've really enjoyed myself. Really cheered me up. I'm going home to sleep now, though. <laughs> I thought it was really hard, but I, when I've done it this bit this morning, I've, I've really pleased with it, yeah. I do a pink walk, but I'm very pleased with it. By the time we get to the end of this process, my hopes, wishes, dreams are that we have produced a really high quality new film and sound commission and that we will have also a, a body of material actually made and produced by a wider group of older people from across Greater Manchester and that we will have grown a real kind of cohort of older people who we will be able to work with in future. I think with older communities, you have to remember that these people have been around a lot longer than you have. They come with a wealth of real life experience and stories that go with that. And I think if you can bring the visual arts into that, then it's amazing the sorts of stories that you can actually tell. Yeah, although I've, I like that I've met, I've met a couple of new residents off the back of this project because they particularly were interested in the music side. Yeah, yeah. With one of the gentlemen, Tommy, I'd, I'd never met before. And I'm, 
been going there six years and he came down and said oh when did you move in and he went oh I've been here forever <laughs> I was like oh right okay so but he liked the sound of the project so came down and the project's kind of not about a sort of cosy nostalgia for the past it's kind of a more radical exploration or a kind of attempting to recuperate a collective potential from that period and trying to unlock that for a future generation or, or for future reuse. Well, it's the end of my session for today. Yes, I'm glad you all enjoyed it, all two of you that's left. Yeah. <laughs> right, if you excuse me now, I'll go and start unplugging. Have you finished your pudding? I have, thank you, darling. Oh, good. <laughs> that's the remnants of my apple pie being taken away, which is very delicious. Was it homemade? I don't know, I didn't make it. All right. You can discover installations by local Manchester artists and graduates of Manchester School of Art at Selfridges Trafford and Exchange Square Manchester until the end of March. This episode of State of the Arts was brought to you by Selfridges Broadcast Channel, Hot Air. It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Helen Viviora from Castlefield Gallery, Ben White of Open Music Archive, Liz Viviora, Jed Reek, Everything I Have Is Yours musicians and Crossacre art participants. The producers were Holly Aquilina and L. Scott. The editor was Ivor Manley. The sound designers were Natalia Rodriguez and L. Scott and the executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. Special thanks to Susie Stubbs, Laura Shatcham and Film and Video Umbrella. To find out more about Selfridges State of the Arts campaign and upcoming events, visit selfridges.com forward slash state of the arts. Bye, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that one. Until next week, this is Jed signing off.